Welcome to another edition of CCK Live. My name is Emma Peterson, and today I'm joined by my colleagues, Caitlin Degnan and Rachel Foster. And we're going to be talking about VA presumptive exposure claims and how they work. So for VA disability claims, a presumption can work in two ways. <clears throat> First, it can prove exposure to harmful toxins or chemicals during service, or it can link a disability to service. And VA creates presumptions to make proving aspects of VA's disability claims easier for veterans. So basically, we're looking to see if you were in the right place at the right time. Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about presumption of exposure? Sure. So a presumption of exposure means that if a veteran has qualifying service, meaning that they served in a specific area during a defined time frame, VA is going to presume that they were exposed to certain harmful chemicals or environmental hazards. And these presumptions of exposures help replace the requirement of first service connection that requires veterans to have an in-service event that caused their current disability. So in these instances, VA is going to count that exposure as the in-service event. The veteran doesn't need to establish that the exposure actually happened. VA is going to presume that it did so long as he or she served in that specific place at that specific time. So, for example, VA will assume that veterans are exposed to herbicides or Agent Orange, satisfying the in-service element required for service connection for any veteran that served in the Republic of Vietnam from January 9th, 1962 to May 7th of 1975, and this includes brown water and blue water Navy veterans. VA is also going to presume that any veteran that served in Thailand on any U.S. or Thai base from January 9th of 1962 to January 30th of 1976, without regard to the veteran's MOS or where on the base they were located. The same applies to veterans that served in Laos from December 1st of 1965 to September 30th of 1969. Veterans that served in Cambodia, specifically at Mimot or Krek, Kampong Shan province from April 16, 1969 to April 30, 1969. Guam or American Samoa or in the territorial waters thereof from January 9, 1962 to July 30, 1980. The Johnson Atoll or on a ship that called at the Johnson Atoll from January 1st of 1972 to September 30, 1977 on or near the Korean Demilitarized Zone, also known as the DMZ, between September 1st of 1967 and August 31st of 1971, and active duty and reservist personnel who had regular contact with C-123 aircraft between 1969 and 1986. Thanks, Caitlin. And a lot of those locations have been expanded or are new presumptive locations under the PACT Act, we have a lot of information about the PACT Act on our blog and in our videos if you want to explore that further. Um, and we'll, of course, have all this information up on our website. Um, but I think big takeaways from those presumptive locations that Caitlin just mentioned are that um, not only is it Guam or American Samoa, but also the territorial waters. So that really covers a lot of veterans out there. Um, so be sure to take a look at those closely to see if VA is now going to presume that you were exposed to herbicides meaning Agent Orange, while you were in service. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about a different aspect about presumption, uh, meaning presumption service connection? Sure. So a presumption of service connection is when VA presumes a veteran's disease was caused by the military service, usually due to a certain exposure. The presumption of service connection takes the place of the medical nexus requirement in obtaining service connection. 
So a little background on medical nexus is that link between an event during the veteran's service and their current disability, usually in the form of a medical opinion. A presumption of service connection acts as that link. So instead of having an examiner say whether, in their opinion, a disability is less likely, as likely, or more likely than not due to service, the presumptive regulation steps in and essentially tells VA to grant service connection as a matter of law. Um, an example of that is VA's presumptive service connection for Gulf War illness under Title 38 of the Code of Federal Regulations, Section 3.317. Um, for Gulf War veterans with eligible chronic disabilities from undiagnosed illnesses, they may qualify for presumptive service connection if their symptoms began any time between their active duty in the Southwest Asia Theater of Military Operations and December 31st, 2026. The Gulf War presumption includes medically unexplained chronic multi-symptom illnesses. You'll probably hear this referred to commonly as MUCMEs, um, but are essentially a disability with no clear etiology. So your doctors can't figure out where it came from or how you got it. Uh, it also includes undiagnosed illnesses where you might have a cluster of symptoms, but doctors may not be able to figure out what the condition you're suffering from is. And it also includes certain infectious diseases, such as malaria or West Nile virus. Thanks, Rachel. So for veterans who want to file a new claim, um, presumptive or otherwise, they have to use a VA form. VA is very form happy these days. And so you're going to want to file a VA form 21526EZ. Um, it can be submitted online using the eBenefits platform. You can mail it to the Evidence Intake Center. Um, you can bring it in person to your local regional office, or you can file it with the help of a veteran service organization, an accredited agent, or VA disability lawyer. Um, with the creation of some new presumptive locations, as well as changes in um, those conditions that will be considered presumptive due to particular exposures by way of the PACT Act, um, many veterans have been left with a lot of questions about these updates and how um, the PACT Act is going to affect them. So we're going to break down a few of the common questions that we've received um, in our past videos and just questions we've received at the firm here about how those new presumptions are going to, um, to work. So Caitlin, um, if VA has denied a claim in the past, um, but the condition is now presumptive, how is that going to work? So VA recommends that veteran file a supplemental claim if your claim was previously denied, but that condition now qualifies as a presumptive. And to do so, you have to provide or identify evidence that is new, which means it was not previously provided to VA and relevant to your case. And to do this, you can file a supplemental claim form. It's VA Form 20-0995, and it's titled the Decision Review Request Supplemental Claim. And if you're trying to preserve that earlier, that, you know, that earliest effective date that you can, it's best to do this within one year of your original decision. That's how you're going to preserve that earliest effective date. All right, pop quiz, quiz, Caitlin, and it's okay if you don't know the answer to this. Would the PACT Act count as new evidence? Could a veteran just say, well, my condition is presumptive now. Is that enough for to file a supplemental claim? You know, I'm not sure, Emma. I'm going to say yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, Rachel, <clears throat> what if I now qualify under a presumption, but my claim is already pending? Do I need to file a new claim? If you have a pending claim for a condition that is now presumptive, you don't have to do anything uh, except maybe continuously prosecute your appeal if you receive a denial. 
Uh, VA should can still consider your conditions presumptive and process your claim accordingly, even if the condition was added to the presumptive list after you filed. Um, I will say, even though the PACT Act was passed in August, I've seen some of these claims since then still get denied. So it seems VA adjudicators are not yet consistently applying the new presumption. So as you know, Caitlin mentioned, if you have a decision within a year, you'll want to make sure that you're timely filing to in order to keep that claim uh, alive. So in a nutshell, if there's already a claim pending, uh, veterans don't need to file a new claim um, and you don't want to abandon that claim. Great. Okay, Caitlin, if I served in a presumptive area or I have a presumptive condition, do I still need a diagnosis, a nexus, or a medical opinion? So you still need to provide that proof of diagnosis as part of your VA claim, unless it is an undiagnosed qualifying disability um, related to service in the Gulf War. So if a veteran qualifies for a presumption of exposure, they no longer need to provide proof of an in-service event, injury, or illness, right? So that element is taken care of. If you qualify for a presumption of service connection, then you don't need to show that there's a nexus or a link between the service and that condition. But in both cases, you do still need to show that there is that diagnosed condition. So something to keep in mind for everyone out there watching that is impacted by the PACT Act, maybe you're in a new location um, or you're in, uh, there's a condition that you have that's been added to the presumptive list. Um, even though the PACT Act passed in August, we've been talking about it, I think, a lot since then. Um, VA has said they're not going to start processing these claims until 2023. So we strongly encourage you to get your claim in as soon as possible. Um, you want to preserve that early effective date, the earliest effective date you can, so that you receive all the benefits you're entitled to. But just know that you might be having to hold tight um, until at least next year, early next year, if not well into the spring, before VA starts making a decision on your claim. So that's all we really have today for presumptive exposures. Do either of you have any final thoughts, Caitlin or Rachel? Just kind of running with the theme of today is just to continue to be persistent for your claim, as both you and Caitlin have said. Don't wait. File for your claims. If you already have something pending, keep it going. Um, the PACT Act is a very expansive and exciting and a good thing, and um, we might just have to wait a little bit longer before we start to see those benefits. Thanks, Rachel. I so couldn't anyone... put it any better. <laughs> If you need help appealing a denial of benefits or filing a supplemental claim, um, feel free to contact our team of accredited agents and attorneys to see how we can help. Um, if you want to learn more about VA's various presumptions and how to qualify, be sure to check out our blog at cck-law.com and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest VA news and information regarding veterans. Thanks for watching.